Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is the continuous lectionary. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Llewellyn, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so we were looking for a topic for this week, and you looked up the readings and mentioned that we were heading into something called the Continuous Lectionary, and I have no idea what that means, so start there. (laughs) Well, it's partially because I don't typically use this. Yeah. And I should also state that just like there used to occasionally be little bird noises in Mm -hmm. the back of our podcast, that people may hear a little bit of commotion in the background on my audio because I have my service puppy doing puppy things, doing puppy things in the background. So the continuous lectionary is something that I don't often use. What it is, is during the season of Pentecost, which is the time of year that goes all through the summer months. Okay. From Pentecost Sunday, all the way through to the end of fall which gets us through to like the end of October, actually. So many, many weeks. Many weeks, like 22 weeks. And it's all called the Sundays after Pentecost or ordinary time. And we talked about this when we talked about seasons of the church year. We did. And so you can go back, you can find that in our backlog, our back catalog. I will link to it on the page for this particular podcast. Amazing, Don. Thank you. And What the continuous lectionary is, is during these long summer months, we're actually given two options for the reading from the Hebrew scripture. Okay. We're given a reading that complements the gospel lesson, kind of like we normally always have. Uh Uh-huh. And then there's this other option that is the continuous lectionary, and it takes a portion of the Hebrew scripture and just goes straight through the story. Okay. In a continuous fashion. Does that change from lectionary cycle to lectionary cycle? It tells a different story in each year's lectionary cycle. Okay. But it's always an option each year. I just haven't done it very often. And why not? Because it's hard. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's more like a really long season of a television show, right? And you want to have some sort of continuity? Kind of. And also because Lutherans, we're very much gospel preachers. We Mm. preach on the gospel a lot. We really focus on preaching the gospel message, meaning that we preach from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John most of the time. Okay. Occasionally, we will pick up and we will preach on the epistle, one of the letters. But we are less likely to make the Hebrew scripture the primary focus of our sermon for a week. And to have these continuous lectionary passages be read, oftentimes there's really meaty subjects in there, and they're really some hard stories in the continuous lectionary passages that come up. And so to read them aloud in the assembly and not address them gets incredibly challenging. Okay, I'm going to need it for instance. For instance, Abram 
going to sacrifice Abraham, going to sacrifice his son, Isaac. Yeah, that's a tough one. You read that lesson in church on Sunday morning and then never address it in your sermon. Yeah, that would be tough. Right? And yet that is part of this cycle's continuous lectionary. So they're very strong stories. They're rich, they're powerful, they're full of images and imagery. They are stories that are foundational to who we are. They're stories that have consciousness within our culture. Many of us are familiar with them, even if we haven't read them in a long time. And so they're very strong and potent when we read them aloud in Sunday worship. So then to not address them within our sermons and to just skip right on over and go to the gospel lesson leaves this really big thing in the room that's not being addressed. I am fascinated about how this particular thing became a thing, for lack of better words. Why it even is something that you can do. I'm curious what there is about these particular stories that they would give you three versions that you can do depending on the lectionary cycle year that does this particular path. Well, for this year, the story is the story of Abram and Sarah. Okay. Or Abram and Sarai. So the progenitors of our faith, right? These characters whose initial journey and beginning pathway set out our journey and the journeys of the three Abrahamic traditions, right? That of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. Mm -hmm. And we will follow the path of Abraham and Sarah from the very beginning through till I actually don't know where it ends because I just saw where it was going and decided, okay, I'm going to do it this year. Okay, but why? Where <laughs> where do you see this thing headed? What intrigued you to decide to pick it this year? So for one, I've been here long enough. That okay. If I spend time away from the Gospels, I don't feel like it would be wrong or bad or that people are going to kind of feel like I'm cheating. Okay. Right? So I've been here for three cycles of the lectionary. This is my 10th year. And I've been here long enough, and I am going to be in the pulpit for most of the summer. I'm not passing it back and forth very much. So I can create a through line sure. with my sermons. I can take a look at the whole summer. I can take a look at the whole kind of season of Pentecost and look at the whole big storyline and say, what is the big storyline that I want to take a look at? And not necessarily a sermon series, because there's too much going on in our world. Mm -hmm. And I'm a preacher who preaches to the moment and to the context. And I don't plan things so far in advance that I can't plan. I guess I probably have said this on our podcast before, but the one time I wrote my sermon on a Wednesday, Hurricane Katrina happened and I had to scrap it all. Sure. And so like I preach to the moment and that, that is who I am as a preacher. But I can take a look and plan kind of overarching theme and spend time with the scripture and do some reading on my own and my own research, get myself very familiar with the meat of this particular Genesis story or re-familiar with it and be ready to delve. 
for the summer. And the through line of this travel and the change that Abraham and Sarah go through and leaning into the promise of God and leaning into where are we going and how do we do this and how do we rely on God's promises, even though it seems absolutely unattainable what God is promising us, really resonated with the journey that our congregation is going on right now. Oh, sure. That makes sense. And so to me, those echoes of wondering how to be a faithful people of God and live in faithfulness to God's call and trusting God's plan for us and the future for us was just too lovely of a line to not step into it for the summer. And so that's why I chose it. But it's intimidating. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. I think because I haven't done it. It's been a long time since I've done a sermon series and mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't often do them and mainly because you do like to preach on the moment or is there something mm-hmm. else about them that is concerning? I think it's just that I don't often do them because I preach to the moment. Okay. And so that's a little bit of it. Yeah, I think that's a little bit of it. And also being a, a biblical scholar is not my greatest forte. Mm-hmm. And so my own feelings of inadequacy come up when I decide to dig into these kinds of things. So that is certainly something I have to wrestle with when I make a commitment to really dig into these things. And that's okay. It's good for us to do things that take our courage. And it's good for us to be curious about how we can try a new thing or do a different thing than we've done before. And I think it will definitely be worth it. It's just different sure. than I have done before. Among the network of friends that you inevitably must have who are pastors, mm-hmm. is this something that people typically shy away from? Or is it something that others like to lean into because it's ordinary time and why not? I think it's a pretty 50-50 blend. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think there are lots of folks who really do enjoy this, the much more storytelling, continuous storytelling version of how to encounter scripture in the word versus the kind of thematic approach that we get from the other kind of lectionary. And and there's even another lectionary called the narrative lectionary that does this year round where it sticks kind of to the narrative, to a storyline. And I've never used the narrative lectionary. Interesting. Never heard of that either. (laughs) Lots of ways, lots of ways to kind of come at these things. Are you going to announce it to the congregation or are you just going to do it and see if anybody notices? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) I don't know. Should I announce it? Should I warn people? Oh, I don't know if warning is the correct, but (laughs) only if you're concerned about people wondering why you weren't preaching on the actual gospel all the time, maybe. That's a good point. Yeah, it might be worth kind of highlighting it and explaining, like, we're going to spend a lot of time in Genesis this summer and spending a lot of time with these key figures. I'll kind of take a look at that, especially because it kicks off this week. Yeah, now's the time. Now's the time to make that decision, that's for sure. I better think about that as I'm thinking about this week's sermon. (laughs) Okay, given that certain stories in the Bible are spicier than others, 
Are there any weeks that you're already looking at going, mm, I may just skip that one? Right now, as I have planned out, because we have worksheet, we have a spreadsheet that has the scriptures for the weeks so we can start working on the music and planning the music ahead and uh-huh. who's preaching and who's doing the serving and who's ushering and assisting minister and all those kinds of things. So when I was picking out the scriptures and filling out that spreadsheet and creating it for the summer, I think I built it out through the end of July, maybe all the way through August. I think I got to the sacrifice of Isaac and I think I looked at the gospel and I think I looked at the week of when it was falling. Yeah. Like what was going on that week. And I think I might have skipped that story. It's a tough one, no matter how you look at it. And it, it may be that it's the week that we have a supply preacher. Mm. And I didn't want to, for one, it's a big hit, right? It's a big story. It's a great story for a Bible study. It's a great story to dig into. And it is not directly pertinent easily in a 12-minute sermon, 12 to 15-minute sermon to our congregation's journey, mm-hmm. especially not if I, I'm like 95% certain right now that that was on a week when we have a supply pastor planned. Mm-hmm. So I'm... You're going to be kind to the supply pastor is what you're saying. Pretty certain that I chose to go with the alternative, with the regular is what I'm, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. putting that in air quotes for those who can't see my little air quotes, but yeah. What kind of materials do you get from the ELCA on this? Is it purely just a list of readings or is there more information that you're given on this continuous lectionary? It depends on what resources you pay for. Oh, okay. So if you subscribe to something called sundaysandseasons.com, You can have access to some of their materials, but other than that, you can go online to do your research and have access to different exegetical materials, which means background commentary on the passages materials. So you're really kind of on your own if you decide to go down this road that you get to preach it and play with it however you want. Yeah, just like any other text. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. I'm assuming that because this happens during ordinary time, this is not a possibility for any other time of the year that you would get a continuous lectionary possibility? No, they don't really bring this up. This is primarily just for ordinary time. Have you looked at it in the past and was like, "Mm, that looks interesting, but no, or "Mm, I really would like to do this, but the timing is not right? I have at another congregation. I have spent a summer during ordinary time focused on another set of the readings Mm -hmm. that does a similar like walk through an entire book, but I believe it was an epistle. It wasn't the Hebrew scriptures that we spent the time on. Okay. And it was just that the lectionary really spent the time walking through an entire epistle, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, basically. And so my co-pastor and I spent the time really sinking into that particular epistle for that summer. But I have not spent time doing this with a Hebrew scripture selection. And again, it's not because these stories aren't worthy of it. 
partially it's just because I haven't been at a congregation this long before. Yeah. And so to step away from the gospel this completely to address these big stories and these big topics like this, I think it just takes some time to be at a place long enough to do that. What makes the gospel so much more important than some of these other backstories and pieces of the Bible? I think for Lutherans, we really lean into hearing the story of Jesus directly and leaning into focusing on the Jesus story the most. And we encounter the other scriptures in our canon as material that is important, but we hold those four books as our primary lens through which we read the rest of scripture. And so we spend most of our time understanding and learning what those four books mean. And when we spend time away from those four books, we miss them. We miss hearing them. We miss understanding them. And sometimes, again, it's another case of we read something out of one of those books that is so big and so hard to understand or is heavy, and I don't want to just put something out into the room that and not address it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the year of Matthew. There's going to be a lot of stuff that gets put out into the room from Matthew that is heavy and hard. And our congregation is one that wants all four readings read every week. I can't simply say, this is what I'm preaching on, so this is the only reading we're going to have. They want all four of them. Mm-hmm. And so... It's a difficult balance to try and find a way to have a through line, to choose to do a through line, but then have Jesus say something like, there are sheep and there are goats, and if you're a goat, you're going to burn. And then choose to not talk about Jesus saying that when people are in the pews feeling like, well, I'm probably a goat. I'm the goat. Yep. And we're not talking the greatest of all time this time. Right. Or people sitting there going, oh, well, you know, who's a goat? It's that person over there because I'm a total sheep. Mm -hmm. Right. Either way, you're not sitting pretty. And to not address that when it's sitting in the room and to avoid it and not to avoid it, but to just let it go. To let it hang. Unspoken. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Feels irresponsible. And so it's just this odd conundrum of how do you balance it? And As ELCA Lutherans, we very, very often always defer to making certain that we speak to the gospel. I don't know exactly how it's going to go this summer. I don't know exactly where all of this is going to end up, but I'm excited to see what happens when I try to weave this particular continuous lectionary in to our stories and to see what happens. Okay. Well, that nicely leads me to my last question of what are you most excited or possibly nervous about with this whole endeavor? Mm. I think I am the most curious, nervous, excited about what is the spirit up to? Why why did the spirit give me this idea Mm -hmm. at all when I started to put together the summer worship series? And the summer worship ideas. Why, after this many years of ministry, did the Spirit suddenly say, hey, give this a try? 
because I have never thought, hey, I'm going to give this a try. Mm -hmm. This is not up my alley. This is not something I would think of doing, particularly not this particular section of the Hebrew scripture, not these particular figures of the Hebrew scripture. So I'm very curious what I am supposed to be learning, what the congregation is supposed to be learning. What is the Holy Spirit up to? What does she have in mind? Where is she going with this? What does this have to do with our journey that the congregation is on right now? Just really wondering. Your unwavering faith in that path is really kind of fabulous to watch happen. So I hope this goes the way you hope it goes. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll see. We're all fall flat on my face and hopefully just not knock a candle over in the process. <laughs> that seems unlikely. <laughs> well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about the continuous lectionary. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for joining along with us today. If you have a question or an idea or a thought, or if you have a particularly great recommendation of a commentary on the story of Abraham and Sarah that you would like for me to check out, I would love to hear about it. You can reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org. Find our backlog of podcasts on Spotify and iTunes. And until we are back in your ears again, remember... God loves you no matter what.